Greetings and welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. I'm Brent Adams. This episode is following hot on the heels of our breakdown and commentary on Marvel's Ant-Man. And thank you so much to everybody who checked out that episode of the show. Of course, there was a long hiatus between Avengers Age of Ultron and this new episode. Scheduling's been a little bit more difficult in the last few months. But one thing that we did want to talk about, something that many of you have asked about, was what we thought of the news and trailers coming out of Comic-Con. And that is what this show is all about. This was recorded while we were driving up to the theater to see Ant-Man, and we took some time to discuss Star Wars, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Deadpool. So, for all of you who have asked us to sound off on this, this episode is for you, and I am going to shut up now so we can all grab a fork and dig in. This is the Drive Home Breakdown Comic-Con 2015 Roundup, and we do hope that you enjoy. Welcome back, Tony. <laughs> Welcome back, Brent. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this. It has. Uh, I don't know what order they're going to be released in, but I guess it's worth noting that we are currently on our way to see Ant-Man. Yeah. Opening weekend. Yes, this is uh, I've this the first thing we've seen since, or at least the first thing I've seen in theaters since Avengers uh, or Age of Ultron. Yeah, same, same with me. Same with okay, me. I didn't... Age of Ultron was the last thing that we saw together, last thing that I saw in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed out, I'm trying to, uh, I we guess did. Mad Max, Jurassic World, and Terminator Genesis are the are, are the big, the big well, three that have come out in the I'm interim. sure Terminator Genesis was the big three. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, Mad Max, I think, is the one, honestly, out of all those, because, I don't know, you know, Jurassic World, I mean, and, and you know, it's... It, don't say that I know anything because obviously the movie's made two billion dollars already right. or whatever. But, that motherfucker's uh, directing a Star Wars movie off that shit, Jesus. man. <laughs> but um, but anyway, I you know I don't know what Jurassic World you know it looked it looked competent, it looked good, but it didn't like blow me away. Yeah, Mad Max was that one that like to me looked could be amazing, and from from what everyone and I mean everyone. everyone. What do you uh, mean everyone? Everyone. That's right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's apparently uh, not half bad. That that's the word. That's what I hear as well. Um, since we haven't seen any of those movies, we can't talk about them. Yeah, that so, would be silly. But uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> why don't yeah. we talk? Why don't we talk about Comic Con? Because okay, we we have gotten a slew of news and trailers and footage and so forth. Yeah. Uh, from Comic Con, which was just uh, last week, I guess. Yes, it was. So, what? what let, let's. You want to start small and work big. What, what do you want to start with? Well, I mean, I, I think um, you know because they were all pretty big. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, we were talking about this this year's Comic Con. Yeah. We got yeah. we got some some big Marvel news. We got some big DC news. We got big Star Wars news. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, now now I think a lot of them were received differently. Um, I'll be honest, I think maybe the one to start off with is the one that was not really a trailer, right. but in my mind was Star Wars. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they didn't have any footage to show. Yeah, we, we saw like a few new new bits of footage, I guess, in that uh, little behind-the-scenes yeah. thing. There's a, you know, a few shots that were not included in, in previous stuff, but um, it was more just, I think, a, a, sort of a, a celebration of... Holy shit! Fuck, we're working on Star Wars. Like that. Yeah. Honestly, all that was was like a long Instagram of like, "Holy fuck, I'm in Star Wars." Yeah, basically, you know? basically that's what it was. And uh, I, comma was, Simon Pegg. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was it was a uh, it was very cool. I thought it was kind of interesting. You sort of see 
Um, you, you just got a little bit of an insight, I think, of just how how it would feel like to be on that set. Like, yeah. you know, the, the people there are like, I never in my life thought I would be on this, Doing this. You know, set of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, and, and people that were in the prequels say that still now. Yeah, exactly. And they still haven't really been on the set of a Star Wars movie. Let's be honest. That would be that would be like an awesome thing for like Owen McGregor or Natalie Portman to say <laughs> in the press. It's like you know, what's it like to work on a Star Wars film? Oh, I'll man. let you know when it happens. I, I love I'd love to be in one of them. Yeah, they they look fun. <laughs> That's awful. But um, it really did. It looked it looked very cool. It. it um, I don't know, you know, between that and, and I guess to uh, a different degree, even though this wasn't so much of a trailer, but you know the the uh, the press conference, which I watched like a highlights thing. I think you watched the entire yeah, uh, I, I the watched entire thing. I watched the whole panel. It, it was it was fascinating. But, you know, it was well. Let, let me let me ask you this, Tony. I saw I saw Harrison Ford's first appearance at Comic Con. So how much of a well, loser am I? I I got to see that too because I watched the highlights. Oh, well, you got me <laughs> I watched that. the I watched the highlights, which I don't know if you understand the term highlights, but that's showing the interesting that's, stuff from the one hour panel. That's the though. magazine at the Dinosaurs, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Gallant kidding, puts but... all of his toys away when he's done playing. <laughs> Gallant helps his sister cross the street. Goofus rapes the next door neighbor's dog. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It was it was neat. It was it was one of those just things where it's, it's really cool to see how passionate it looks like the cast is and whatnot. But uh, and and also just kind of a neat reminder that you know we are going to have a fucking Star Wars movie, at, you know, in how, how many months? Uh, <laughs> not know? that many. What is it? It's July, so like five. Yeah. Jeez. Holy shit! Five months. Um, Man. It's crazy. Well, let me tell you some of the uh, looser things that I discovered listening to the entire panel. Okay. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. is how how much they are ringing the bell of practical effects. Yeah. Only using CG where we have to. Practical effects, practical sets, creatures, costumes, etc., etc. And it. The, the thing that I find so fascinating about that specific thing, and, and, and one other thing that I'll mention in a second, but it's fascinating to me how they are kind of presenting it as if it were, hey, we're celebrating these great filmmaking techniques and this great artistry and technology and everything that doesn't get used so much these days because everything's CG, but this is how the original Star Wars was shot, and and so we're doing it that way, yeah. and this movie is going to be... A celebration. It's going to be like a, a celebration, a love letter to those practical filmmaking techniques, much in the same way you might think somebody would market uh, a... Like a traditionally a, a, animated yes, film. Yes, a 2D animated the, film yeah. versus 3D, and they would talk about, oh, the artistry of that medium and all that yeah. thing. That's what it sounds like. But yeah. what I'm hearing is, fuck the prequels. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. And I I don't know if it's just my imagination or if they are, in fact, walking this tightrope of basically trying to not use the words, this is not going to be jack shit anything like yeah. the fucking prequels. I, you know, I, I, but I it think, seems like they're saying that without saying Well, I think uh, that it's literally like that, that sort of... I think they're almost treating them as like, no, you didn't really think that we were going to have any connection to those, did you? Like, yeah. like so, so distant from them that it's not even a, a thought, which, uh, you know, it's, we, we talked separately after, you know, another time talking about how we sort of thought that, you know, Disney might at some point almost undo 
the the prequels. I, like, I think that it's likely they will retcon the prequels exactly. at some point in our lifetime, and, and and just basically say like, yeah, stuff that happened there didn't really happen, or it's like, not it's not canon. To me, to me, the one that's going to really prove that, and we talked about this, was uh, the Boba Fett, uh, yeah, spinoff or yeah. whatever they're calling. Yeah. Um, because to me, that's going to show whether they because a lot of stuff happened with Boba Fett in 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 the prequels. I mean, yeah. they they set a lot of. A lot of things that we didn't know, or, or things that you know, they, they kind of set that up in, in the prequel. Right. So we're gonna have to. Find He's got to have a Kiwi accent because, as we all know, <laughs> your accent is determined by your genes. Yes, of course, obviously, obviously. right? I mean, come on. But um, anyway, so it, it, things like that, I, I I think will be kind of interesting to see is how they they change. But yeah. Uh, you know, they show that one shot specifically of, like, the inside of the film camera, you know, running, yeah. like, to sort of prove. It's like, look, it's film. Um, of course, that could have been CG. <laughs> that could have been a CG. How ironic camera. would that have been? Um, okay, so yeah, I, did, other, I did find that interesting. Here's the other statement, though, that maybe lends a little bit of credence to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, during an early part of the Q&A, I think this is before they started bringing the cast out. During a Q and A, Q&A, somebody had asked some other question, something, something, whatever, and J.J. Abrams is answering that question. It's something about you know, oh, you know, how do you, how do you approach you know, doing this and like paying homage to four, five, and six, or whatever. And J.J. Abrams was answering that question, and he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, he was talking about how important Star Wars episodes four through six were uh, to him personally, but also what they're currently doing, this new Venture 7, 8, and 9. And he used words to the effect of, well, for us, 4, 5, and 6 are canon. And those movies were very important to me personally as well, and yada, yada, yada. But yeah. he uses the word canon. And in specifically relation says to 4, 5, and 6. And, six. Not- and specifically does not say 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> yeah. And given the fact that we are talking about we've got sort of like the continuation like what they're calling the saga films we've got those movies 7, 8, 9 but they're doing these anthology films and I and, I, and Disney is talking about like you know there's like this novel that was just uh, that was I just was reading about today that is official Disney sanctioned canon of here's what happened immediately after the downfall of the Empire in Return of the Jedi yeah and Given the fact that Disney is like really saying, okay, this is canon, to me that leaves the door open for them to say, okay, here's some cool stories from the Star Wars universe that are not, not canon. canon. Yeah. And at this point, they have the ability to, to make that decision on the prequels. Hey. And I gotta say that as much as Disney likes to make money and doesn't have their midlife crisis ego wrapped up in yeah. Star Wars episodes one through three. I think it's more I, likely than not it happens. I tell you too, something like it seems like Star Wars was one of the first things I really remember when they were doing. Um, it, it seemed like in sort of like the mid to late nineties, they started doing more with the expanded universe. Yeah. You started seeing more comics. You started seeing more stuff, and they were doing this other stuff. And there was like this this amazing um, focus on keeping it all, to, to, you know as canon or, or making sure that none of it stepped on any other person's toes. Right, right. And there, were, there was like this really strong effort to like make sure that everything worked within everybody else's works and whatever. And it kind of started me thinking here lately about how you look at things that are really popular these days like movies like we're seeing tonight, comic book movies, where yeah. 
there are things that stay the same, but there's also things that change constantly. And characters die, come back, um, are portrayed by one you know uh, a, a person in the universe, and then another person takes on that mantle yeah. and goes back. And and you know all change, things change all the time in comic books, and and people are okay with that. I think Disney kind of can is looking at that a little bit too, and saying like, look. You know, as long as we do great stories, I don't think people really care if we change stuff up. I mean, we can, you know, yeah, are there going to be movies that we need to keep the same? But we can also do fun stuff on the side and change other things. And and let's be honest, I, you know, I think, you know, we, we are, I think we're kind of joking. I mean, as much as I don't look back now as fondly on the prequels, at the time, I fucking loved them. I mean, oh, it was yeah. just, it's it was just, just so exciting to see new Star Wars new stuff. New Star Wars stuff, you know, but and I it's think just, it's it has held up as, like, like, Thing other, you know, like the other Star Wars films oh, did, you know. They haven't. And, and, but the thing is, I think the key to, I think the key to actually appreciating Star Wars episodes one through three is what you just said, the expanded universe. Yeah. I think if, you know, whether it's just a decision you make in your own life or whether it's something that Disney officially does, I think if you treat episodes one through three as if they were expanded universe novels... Yeah. Written by some talentless fuck named Kevin J. Anderson. Okay. And then adapted into films. <laughs> they're much easier to deal with. Yeah. They're much easier to digest at that point. I would agree. I think what makes them so heinous is the the ostensible fact that they are canon. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I, I think it is, uh, it's, it's just they, they came from such a complete different time. They were, you know, the, the, the person that was sort of like the catalyst at the beginning of it had, had changed so much, I think, by the time he came back around to them uh, when he was doing those. So it's, it's just a different, a whole different ballgame. But anyway, get, getting back to the new stuff, I think that is, I think that really is Disney's focus is that they're just like, look, you know, four, five, and six are those, like, like we, we talk about with, like, the, the Doctor Who, those points of time that do not change. Right. Like, four, right. five, and six are those. Those are the fixed they, they, they are fixed points in time. Nothing will change those. And I hope, and I, I think that they're hoping that, you know, seven, eight, nine will also be that. But you know what? I wouldn't even put it past them to say, like, look, we're going to do these if, I, I think, you know, who knows, ten years down the road, if they say, like, you know what? Those didn't even work out as good. We might do something else. And, and to have that freedom to, like, do what they think is going to be a good story is is more important to them than any individual movie. You know, I think they're they're right. going to try to just make sure that everyone can be as good as it can be, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll have to, to to see if they make good in that. And so far, I, I think I think we're in good shape. And I'm pretty maybe the, the last thing is is it really was cool to see. I mean, you know, we see the the whole cast on. You mentioned you know seeing Harrison Ford on stage, yeah. Carrie Fisher, um, uh, he, he, uh, Jesus, can't Mark remember his name, Mark Hamill. Um, but then also Lawrence Kasdan, dude. For you what, know, Lawrence Kasdan being on stage at Comic Con was a big deal for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's like that is awesome. It's kind of funny, but you think about how highly regarded his. I mean, I know him for really one thing, and that's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And but yet that is so that is good enough to to warrant you know all the excitement right. you know and, and uh, not to say you hadn't done other stuff, but no, just, that's like the Jedi thing. and Raiders, yeah, and, you know, and on and on and on. But it's that that's the you know it's just it. Uh, I don't know. It was it was very very cool to see that, but. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing that was kind of interesting is that, that we really didn't even see that much new footage. We saw, you know, a few yeah. things here and there. Um, but we did see some new trailers for 
I think some other things that are equally as um, exciting, and I say exciting in the sense of like we really want a lot of, from these things, whether they're going to end up being that or not, you know, is, is way Time up in the air. Tell. But um, I think probably the biggest trailer out of what we saw in my mind was the new Batman v Superman. Easily. And Easily. what did you what did you think of it? It it turned me around on the movie to a large I mean to a significant degree. I'm not saying you know because I was I was not. You were pretty down on it. I, I was think, not like, even excited. after the last one. I, like after that first after that first trailer yeah. came out, I was not happy about anything that I saw. And I am happy about things that I saw in this one. Yeah. Um, I guess that the probably the most the most obvious thing to start with is one of the things that they do in this trailer that I I really like actually is I like how they set up the motivation for there to be a rivalry between yeah. Batman and Superman. And, uh, they kind of explain what. Yeah. What the what the motivation of Batman is in this in this world? We, you know? we flash back. With, you know, we're with Bruce Wayne in the streets of Metropolis, and we flash back to uh, the fight between uh, Superman and Zod at the end of Man of Steel, and we see Heat Vision cutting through buildings like butter, and uh, he's on the phone with somebody, and he's very very it's obviously Jennifer Garner, and they had just you know they had just split up, yeah. And uh, he uh, he's obviously uh, very distressed and you know, running down the street. So distressed, he kidnaps a young girl. That's exactly right. So was, I and, thought that was a bold choice. You know, so the you know the building's coming down. He's running down the street. That wave of, of soot and dirt is coming towards him, very reminiscent of of nine eleven. Yeah, I'm definitely invoking that kind of imagery. And and you know, they're setting this up that. He blames Superman for this. We see this cryptic note about you let your family die. It's like, what the fuck? Bruce Wayne's got a family? And, uh, but, you know, that that could be the thing. Maybe this is why he retired. He finally met the person he wanted to be with. He was able to, he was able to to put down the mantle, put down the cowl, and and give it all up. And now it's been taken from him. Yeah. And he blames this fucking alien, uh, Kal-El of Krypton. And, and, And even... You know, even blames might not even be the best term, but he, he is responsible for it, which to me is a little right. different. Like, blames kind of invokes this, like, hatred of Superman. I, I almost don't know that I feel like Batman will hate Superman at that. I think he yeah. he he sees him as, you know, maybe you could say... This guy did that, this to me. He could do this to everyone. Well, it's just saying, like, this happened with him. You know, yeah. he, he may have thought he was doing the right thing, but... You know, look at look at what it took. Look at what happened. And, right. You know, and I think, and I kind of hope to some degree, there's like a, a balance of also thinking. Well, how much worse could it have been if Zod had, if he had not done that and, and it couldn't stop right. Zod? Maybe or that's the you thing know. he's wrestling with in they, this movie. Is, I, like, am I doing this for revenge or am I doing this because? And, and I bet it's I bet it's a little of both. You yeah, know, I think that's yeah. what's going to happen. And that's the thing I do like they, they did show in this. And uh, you know, we, you know, the last the, the first trailer they showed. You know, the, the first thing we saw from it. I have to admit, I I warmed to it a little bit. I, I was not crazy when I you know, was hurt hearing the first casting, hearing some of the things they were they were going to do, and I was just like, ah, I don't know. And the first trailer, I was kind of like, okay, I'm actually willing to give this a shot now. It, it yeah. got my interest that much a little bit more. This one kind of moved me even a little more in that direction, and I, a lot of it was the fact that 
I, I think it was kind of interesting that, and I don't think they ever, they planned this, but that whole you know destruction of the city kind of, and, and, and just the the utter destruction that came about from this, and basically the government saying like you know we blame Superman. Like to me, I feel like that was a direct response to how everybody felt about the first one. It's like he fucking leveled the world, like practically. <laughs> like I mean, there, there were there were places on Earth that are literally annihilated from the battle that went on to do this. Now, I mean. Are you, you know? Are you going to say like you know he sh- he shouldn't have done that, or we need to control that? We need to yeah. make sure that we need to put things in a place so that that doesn't happen to that degree again. You know, again, I kind of go back to the thing. I think they're going to come down on the point of like not let's kill Superman, but let's control him. We have to put you know things in place to you know to, to make sure that it can't be as bad as it you know as, as it that was. was. And I like that in one sense because I think it was a very realistic. Or well, say very, but it was a realistic response to what happened. I mean, because yeah. you watch the first movie, and I'm not gonna lie, I even even as much as I like the first movie, I'm like, good lord. I mean, you know, Manhattan is gone in, yeah. in what they're showing there. Smallville, the fucking, pretty much gone. The fucking town or the town, the city or whatever that the other side of that you know thing was on, it's yeah. gone. Like, it's just, I like that there's some 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 sort of a semblance of realism there. Plus, I you know, I will say I actually liked. Ben Affleck a little more in this, like you just—I don't know. There's something about. I know all we do is we just see a couple more shots of him, but it just—I'm kind of warming. Like that shot you were talking about, him running into the, the the dust cloud coming at him. I like that sort of like him just—he's running into it, like not not like like everybody else running away, and he's he's charging into it and just winces or not even winces, but just sort of turns just his head just a, just a hair as he's getting there. And it's like I I like I like that I feel like he's going to bring kind of a. a a mature Batman take on the role, and, and I'm I'm warming to that more, as, you know, every time I see it. And yeah. I gotta be honest, I'm excited to see Gal Gadot in as as Wonder Woman because, I mean, she she looks good in that trailer, and I don't yeah. mean just looks good, although she does, although she does um, just look good, although she does just look well, good. I'm excited but, to see Wonder Woman. Period. Yeah, and you know, I'm just I'm hoping. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'll put some faith in Zack Snyder. I mean, he you know he cast. Uh, fucking uh, oh god, I'm not gonna remember his name. Scottish guy played Leonidas 300. What the fuck oh, uh, Gerard Butler. He cast Gerard Butler in 300. He cast fucking Michael Fassbender in 300. Yep. He cast Henry Cavill as Superman, who I really love. Yeah, I think Cavill's great. He so. has an eye for people that maybe aren't fully appreciated yet. I, I feel like Lawrence Fishburne as you know fucking Perry White, uh, Michael Michael Shannon as uh, as Zod. I mean, I yeah. really I like the casting in his movies. Uh, more often than not, yeah. And so I, I have to say that if he if he's picking her, I'm thinking it's you know it's for a reason. And so I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see Wonder Woman and uh, and the beginnings of of the Justice League. Yeah. Now let's talk about a couple of other things we see in the trailer, which I believe are noteworthy. Okay. There's a cool shot that kind of mirrors the cover of a uh, of Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, uh, where you see kind of hanging. Yeah, he's like kind of hanging off the side of a building. Got the one arm pointed down. Lightning strike goes off behind him, and for just a split second, you're like, ah, there it is. And yeah, then he like he grapples off just before like the heat vision eradicates whatever he was perched on previously. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, oh, here here's one thing. This is something we were talking about the other night. Uh, the uh, the Robin costume. We, yeah, we, we see the interior of a bat cave of. Uh, Bottom level is flooded out, not too unlike the uh, the Nolan Batcave. Yeah, and uh, 
we see, you know, like, like there's a platform, you see the Batmobile under a tarp, and you see this, uh, you see this glass staircase that looks like it's descending down into an Apple store somewhere, <laughs> and uh, in, in the center of this, uh, of this staircase is a bronzed Robin costume. Yeah. Complete with the little domino mask and the, and the staff and everything, and, uh, and uh, like... And spray-painted uh, spray across it. Uh, apparently a message perhaps from the Joker. It looks as though, yeah. Ha, 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 jokes on you, Batman. Something to that effect. And I gotta say, I mean, like, when I saw that, I was really, really excited because yeah. it was like, Robin's fucking dead. How <laughs> awesome is this? I, uh, I did really dig it because, again, it's kind of like a little bit of a nod to, you know, maybe, uh, the killing joke was it the killing joke? Is that the one? Oh, the, the one. Or the one? Oh, the one where he kills Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it... Killing joke's the one that uh, killing joke's the one where he shoots Barbara through the spine. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, but it, 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 it that whole just that whole idea though of the Joker, you know, sort of in a way like it's to, it's more devastating to get to Batman to kill Robin than, than to even kill him. Oh, you yeah, know? like like yeah. it's infinite. It's, it's you know, um, and and it reinforces what a terrible idea it is to. You know, have a sidekick. to have a fucking teenage sidekick. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I did dig that. You know, it has the little, and, and you know, it's it, again, it gives that sort of thing of like maybe you know, is that why Batman hung hung the cape up, or or after that, like yeah. he did, you know, he 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 got revenge and then hung it up, or what? You know, you just don't know. It's an interesting story uh, that, maybe and I will. say he got revenge because we see how Jared Leto. T- down in the squad. You notice that Jared, like, those aren't grills. He doesn't have any fucking teeth. He no teeth longer has teeth because of what Batman beat the shit out of him. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. You know, but honestly, we will, we'll talk about Suicide Squad, but honestly, I mean, maybe the best thing that could happen for Jared Leto's Joker at this point is to know that at some point in the past, he killed Robin, hopefully with a crowbar. Yeah. I mean, you know, every character has a redeeming qualities. You know? Yes, exactly right. Hitler apparently baked a very nice bunk cake. That was not well known. A I didn't know people, that either. I, I, you know, I didn't even know it now. I just made it up, but I mean that could be true. You wanna, and if so, you know. Yeah, I mean, what does that say about the man? Exactly. You I know mean, something, and this practically is makes up for everything else. Almost. I mean, almost. Uh, you want to know? Not this is a this is a true story. This is a hundred percent true story. Okay. I have. You're dr- making me think this is not. I have I have held and drank out of a glassware set owned by Adolf Hitler, and I am absolutely this serious. Is weird. With uh, I got. I'm sure. That's weird. How did, how did this come about? I got a friend, and her father. Uh, her father fought in World War II, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was one of the uh, he was one of the one of the first people in oh, when they like liberated. The, uh, I want to say it was like I want to say it was like the Wolf's Head, but it was it was like one of his one of like his bunkers out of bunkers, the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if it was the Wolf's Head, but it was it was like a similar it was a similar bunker or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they go into this place, and like apparently, like Hitler had an executive office in this place. Hmm. That, and I suppose it was like this for you know all of the, all of their bunkers. Yeah. But anyway, he had like an executive office. It was just his. Nobody else used it. You know, it was like only for his use when he was there. Hmm. And inside that office, Sarah's father no shit found this fucking uh, this glassware set, That's and, he, crazy. and he took it. He kept it. He, he the uh, you know he got it back home after the war. She has it to this day. That is crazy. And I. 
I drank the cheapest beer I could find out of it. <laughs> German beer? No. Okay. No, all no right. like Pabst or something. <laughs> Good. Uh, but it, just, to, just to disgrace him a little bit more <laughs> in death. It's like, yes. that's right, a fat Irishman is drinking cheap beer out of your crystal glassware. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> From beyond the grave. Anyway, uh, want to talk about Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's crazy, though. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so... So moving from you know one one DC property that I think our, our interest is growing in yeah. to a, to a series that I'm not exactly sure where I stand on just yet and and, and in fairness it's because we really haven't got much from it yet no. but you know we got the our teasingest of teasers we, exactly and and a lot of people I think rightfully so and it was the first my first thought too criticized this this teaser as it really is it, it was very much of a Comic Con nature it was very much yeah. here is something you'll understand or at least know who these people are and, and a huge portion of other people just won't you know and uh, I will say I actually think that they need they really need to start getting they need to do something more along the lines of what Marvel did with Guardians of the Galaxy they need to get out more stuff that makes you interested in these characters now especially Suicide Squad for Suicide Squad I think Suicide Squad is really analogous to Guardians of the Galaxy in a lot of way in that this is the property where I mean you could have like you know this really just off the wall you know fucking soundtrack and like you know just you know really like play up you know what a collection of maniacs is carrying. Well, and, and something that I don't think people know what to expect. Like even yeah. even the people that know what it is, I think maybe have some, uh, you know, don't know what to expect. But especially people that have never even heard of the Suicide Squad don't even have a clue of what it is or what you know what, what what the concept is and stuff like that. I think this would be their perfect time to do something like what Guardians did, which was like. You don't know who we are, and it doesn't really matter. This, you know, this this is what it's going to be funny. It's going to be you know interesting. It's going to be this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying they need to make Suicide Squad like that movie, no. but they need to have it show its its character. spirit, its character yeah. exactly, like the, the you know what, what it is all about. And this first thing, while in some places it made me think, okay, you know, like like uh, what's her name, uh, Rob, uh, yeah, Robbie, Robbie, Meryl Robbie. Um, like I'm. I'm becoming more okay with her as Harlequin. When I first heard her, her announced, I thought, you know, I just, I just, I wasn't sure. I was like, man, I just feel like there's a lot of people that you know could have gone to. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know enough about her yet. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched as many enough things with her. But the more I'm seeing her, and the more I kind of seen the take they're going for, I was like, okay, I, I'm kind of buying that. Um, but it's just like I don't know. They they haven't done that enough with with enough of the other characters for me to to really. Get me pumped about it yet? I, I, what, what, how are you? How are you feeling on it? You know, I, I remain very interested in the film. Because um, yeah, I, very I just, much so. The fact that, but more on the concept, not yeah, really exactly. The seen. fact that they're doing yeah. a Suicide Squad yeah. film, you're like, you got to be kidding me! And it's almost like first out the gate. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be out before, um, like the, the the first Justice League. It's going to be yeah. out before. I mean, it's going to be out for a lot of the. Uh, I'm down for it. Yeah. I, I'm down for a Suicide Squad film. I, I'm all about it. But I got to say that this trailer, as just taken as a piece of media, it wasn't the most effective thing that it could have been, and I th- I, I I put that down to basically time. They're yeah. still shooting the film right now. This is just cobbled together from stuff that they have shot at this point. Yeah. And I don't think that it has the polish or or the, the thought that you would typically want to see out of a first trailer. It's just bits and pieces of footage, not not like a, a, even beginning to tear, tell a narrative. Yeah, or, I, or, you know, it's a teaser. It's just images. 
and and, and they, they do make an attempt to kind of set up the concept of Suicide Squad, you know, with the, with that whole thing with Amanda Waller talking yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. you know, we'll have deniability and you know, just like why you would do something this this crazy. crazy yeah. And uh, I just like to me the thing is, I was like, this is a Comic Con audience. Like they don't need to be they don't need to be told what Suicide Squad is. That's the kind of thing you're going to do in the first trailer to explain to a mainstream audience. Yeah. Uh, you know what suicide what Suicide Squad is and who the fuck these people is like. Hey, it's Boomer. Hey, it's fucking Rick Flag. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I mean, like, who who gives a fuck about that? You know, out there. But in Comic Con, everybody knows that. And so that's the thing. Like, I just I didn't feel like that piece of media worked for anybody. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it didn't, didn't really like, work for Comic Con. Didn't work for mainstream. I didn't feel like it really had like any of the kind of like insidery stuff that the Comic-Con yeah. audience would go for. Yeah. And I don't think that it really did all that great a job of setting it up to an out, to an outside well, audience. So ultimately, <laughs> it's it was just, here's some footage. Exactly. Well, it, the, the, so there's, there are two kind of main takeaways for me. One is, I guess you could kind of say, okay, here's the look we're going for. Because really, that's all you really got to look right, at. It's just the, right. the tone of the film, what it's going to look like, what some of the characters were going to look like, things like that. Um, I don't. I, I can't drive for you. Like you can get in the lane, or you or you don't. Yeah. Whatever you. The uh, I swear, people. The. So so there's that thing. You got that that look of the characters, you know, which I I, I so far I'm I'm okay with. I think you know the the, the look looks okay, although it, it looks it still looks a little too mainstream. Like it doesn't look almost enough sort of stylistic or something. Like I, I don't know, but you know we'll have to wait and see. The one thing, though, that I think was kind of interesting is the one thing that I think could have made it an amazing trailer, like made it what everybody was talking about for a good reason right. or what everybody was talking about for a bad reason, it did the latter. <laughs> and that is they're sort of the your, your first on-screen kind of appearance uh, of the Joker played yeah. by Jared Leto, which, you know... Here's the thing. I didn't necessarily think that it was awful. Like, it's not like it was just like, what? What the fuck are they doing? No, it, but it was it just kind of like, like it just okay, fun, yeah, all right. I mean, like, he didn't, I don't know. He just, he felt very blah. Like, it didn't have an edge to him. He didn't say say or do anything that kind of makes you feel like, oh, shit, okay, all right. Maybe that's going to be interesting or whatever. It just, it was just there. Like, the rest of the trailer was just there. I think they would have been better off not having that and just showed what they showed because one I think honestly people would just be like okay alright well whatever that was cool but like because they showed him I think it almost gave that illusion of like okay here's here's all we've got so far and it I don't know I think if they had kind of held the Joker back even even if it didn't turn out to be as good it might have worked better for him because people would have been like okay well I can't wait to see you know More. I mean this looks okay but I can't wait to see you know when we finally see the Joker for the first time but now it's kind of like and, and, and to be honest, just like when they first posted the first pictures of him, this didn't seem to really go over nope. any better. It was just kind of nope. like... Not for me, anyway. I, yeah, I don't think for a lot of people. I felt I felt like the... Maybe Human the, beings especially had problems <laughs> with this. I, I feel, especially, especially in the aftermath, looking back on it, I think the smarter move would have been to have teased him, like shown, shown a shot at him walking into that, that room. Uh, you know, it looks like you know they're in like a medical office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presumably, this might actually be, uh, you know, him and, and Harleen Quinzel prior yeah. to her yeah. uh, taking up the mantle of Harlequin. But uh, anyway, the point is that if they'd have just had him like walk into the room and you like see him in motion, 
maybe cut to black and hear him laughing or something like that. Yeah. I think they might have been served better, but I, I got to tell you that, you know, the line they've got in the, you know, like, I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. It's yeah. like, I've heard that exact line of dialogue on, like, network television shows <laughs> yeah, exactly. from the villain of the week on, like, a Law and Order. You yeah. know, and it's just like, this did Steve not... Steve Seagal movies use that, oh, you know, man. line, which is a bad guy. It, I mean, it, it, it just fell line. flat. I'm not I'm not saying it was terrible. Exactly. I think it's Jared just, Leto's a great actor. I think he's I a too. great choice for the Joker. He's one of the few guys that, that you could have, like, said his name playing the part, and I'm like... Okay, that, right. I can get excited I, about I, I, Yeah, I can, uh, I can look forward to that. But that, I just, it did not, in my mind, it was not the best it, introduction to the character. This, well, and that's the thing, to me, this is the second time we've kind of yeah. been introduced to the character. The first time was that, that you know, Instagram pic or Twitter pic, whatever it was. Yeah. And everybody was, and you know, I, I really kind of think people were like, all right, let's get it out there. Let's see what they think. And everybody's like, I don't know if I really fucking like that. And so they're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You got to see it in motion. So we'll show it to you again, and you yeah. see it. And everybody's like, "Yes, yeah, still, still, really, sure. still not really sure." Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 I don't know. It does. It gives me just a a, a little bit of of worry, you know. But yeah. uh, but I still think we're so early on. I'm not too. And and also, I kind of, in a way, this one does not to me hold the same stature as like the the, the huge movies that have to nail it. Like like a Batman versus Superman. To me, that has to nail what they want to do yeah. because so much else is being built off of it. That they're gonna this, be building on. this is to me is slightly off to the side and so they can take a little more chance with it. I'll, I'll be okay with it if it's maybe not quite as as rock solid as I, I another agree. movie, Absolutely. I would you know as long as they do you know enough right by it. Yeah, but I just I want it to be good. Yeah, I want it to kick ass. I, I feel like it might be an Ant Man, uh, <laughs> and uh, that'll be interesting because here and just uh, we're actually getting pretty close to the theater here, so uh, we're gonna find out soon. We're gonna find out soon, and and I I I, I hope you know our, we've talked about Ant Man a couple times in the trailers and just kind of being that like all we needed to see was Marvel at the beginning of it, and we're were at least interested enough to go see it. Yeah. I, uh, but, but that's about the only thing the, that's got me interested. The trailers to see have it. not really been the things that have made us no. get super excited about. So, no. uh, I really hope this is a film that sort of has saved the best for on screen. And I don't know. I, I kind so. of, I, I actually sort of think that that probably is going to be what it is, but we'll, we'll definitely have to wait. We'll to find see. out very soon. We will. I feel like there's one more trailer we can talk about. Was it Deadpool? That's right. That's right. And we, we only have a few minutes, but. Yeah. I, I, so, I, let me just say that in brief. Um, when when they cast Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool back in uh, that incredible piece of shit X Men Origins Wolverine, yeah, I I was the, I, and I don't as a general rule I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds, yeah, uh, mostly because of Blade Three. But <laughs> having but, said that, yeah, casting him as Deadpool, I was like, felt like man, a- that's a fucking good idea, yeah. And of course, the Deadpool in that movie, eh, not really the Deadpool we know. Well, and, and- but that, that it, it was probably the least of that movie's problems. Yes, to be yes, honest. very, very true. Even though it was a pretty major problem. Very true. But this Deadpool, this is the Deadpool we know. And finally, casting Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool has paid off. <laughs> and even though you know the only thing that we've gotten to see is you know that cell phone video of the fucking yeah. trailer. Uh, I gotta say, I got really excited. I thought it kicked I, ass. Yeah. I thought, I mean, this might be the role he was born to fucking play. I am fucking excited for Deadpool. I uh, I, I am with you for the most part. I will tell you, and, and I feel like I, I am probably in, in the great, great, great minority on this, but 
there was something about the tone of the humor in it. Like, I just didn't find it all that funny. Like, to me, the single biggest part of Deadpool is the humor. And, you know, I I love that the movie's going to be rated R. I love that the movie is going to be, you know, hyper-violent. It's going to be very, uh, you know, over-the-top crass. But I I want it to be funny, and to me, aside from the one joke, which I have a feeling won't even make it into the movie, I think it was made just for the trailer. The uh, and don't don't make it green. Yeah, the costume. And, and don't make it animated. Like I mean, that was like a great <laughs> great knock on uh, the movie that I, I'm, I'm assuming he's not going to be in the uh, spinoff. He's uh, not. He's not doing a Green Lantern. He's not sequel, doing a, the Green like. Lantern Core movie that they're working Probably on. Probably not. But. Um, I, that was the funniest line in there, and then everything else just felt like it, it didn't even like I don't know. Like, it, 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 there's one thing like humor can be crass, but funny, and I just felt like the the, the jokes there were just kind of like felt to me felt felt very flat. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really hope that's not going to be the way it is the whole movie because I do think that the you know character, I think that the 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 Ryan Reynolds, I think is is a great fit. With the tone they're going with here, like the yeah. you know that the, they're sort of fixing the, the movie to, to be able to do what it needs to do, um, so I have I have huge 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 hopes for it, and uh, I really do think that the final product is going to be awesome. But I don't know. I, I will say that the trailer I, I felt was just a. I, I, I thought it went from it could have been epic, like the thing that people talk about and, and try their damnedest to get you know versions of the trailer online for months. We just ended up being like. Okay, all right, cool. It looks like it's going to be pretty good, you know. And, and, and you know, is it the one that I think we'll be talking about for months and months and months and months until we see the next trailer? But, you know. I obviously did not have that reaction. I yeah. I was pretty excited. But uh, Do you think it was funny, though? Yeah, I mean, I was laughing. So, Man, I, you know, it, it, it definitely... It definitely dialed me in. Yeah. Um, one thing. Uh, one thing I think that we can agree on on the positive side is there's not going to be any arguments over changing the costume. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't change the fucking costume. No, exactly. I mean, uh, they, they nailed it. As Reynolds uh, points out during the uh, the Comic Con panel, maybe the most maybe the most faithful costume depiction to date. Yeah. In comic book movies, and I'm like. Yep, I, probably. Give you that. Yeah, other, I, other than maybe like Christopher Reeve's Superman outfit. Yeah, but I mean, let, let's be you know, they've we've gotten now to a point where, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's so funny because everybody keeps kind of I feel like kind of going back and forth. It's like back in the day, it was like, oh, we can't have fucking you know colorful costumes. They got to be black and white. And now it's like yellow spandex. Yellow spandex. And like now we've got the kind of more colorful, more uh, closer to their comic book adaptations and movies. Yeah. And it's almost like the comic books are going back to like, oh no, they've got to, you know, be more realistic looking. It's like, right. like nobody could ever kind of quite decide what they land on. To me personally, I'm like, look, I, I hate drab worlds. Like I like to see color. Like one of the reasons I love comic books, you know, back in the day was there were just these big, bold, cool looking, you know, worlds and, and, you know, places and people and characters. And it, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I'm glad if to I see wanted a drab world, I'd go to work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that was uh, that was definitely a big uh, a big big news at uh, the old Comic Con. There's yeah. a bunch of other stuff, you know, uh, uh, maybe not to quite the degree we want to talk about. Some you know, those are the big four for me. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, um, well, we are we're here. literally at one light up from the theater, so I guess uh, 
Time to wrap it. Signing off, and I, I, I'm, you know, assuming you'll hear this before, but if not, uh, well, I guess you already know how we felt about Ant-Man. How was it? Tell us. Let us know. What was good? Yeah, tw- get, get at us on Twitter, at Breakdown Show, at Breakdown and show. Let, us let us know, us know what know. we thought of Ant-Man <laughs> to our future selves. 